You're watching KCMI TV. Well, thank you for joining me today. And uh, I, I want to talk to you about something that I think that affects all of us. And we're going to take our scripture reading today out of the book of Ezekiel, uh, chapter 36. And we're going to read two verses. And uh, verse 26, God is speaking to Israel. He said, a new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. So I, I want to talk about a heart of flesh, the heart of God. And going back to Mount Sinai, when uh, Moses is on top of the mountain and God uh, writes with his finger on tables of stone, tablets of stone, the Ten Commandments, and he, Moses takes them, and of course we know, you know, that he was upset, he broke him, so God re rewrote them. Moses comes down, and so Israel is given these Ten Commandments, and they are absolute. You know, thou shalt not kill, and thou shalt not lie, and thou shalt not covet, and thou shalt not commit adultery, and um, all of these things, God's saying, you will not do these things. And yet, when we read... Uh, uh, the history of the Israelites, uh, they couldn't keep them. You know, even though God had written them down and they were on those tablets of stone and they knew, I'm not supposed to do this, they couldn't keep them. They could not walk in obedience to the Ten Commandments. And um, the reason for this is because God had wrote his commandments on stone, but he hadn't written them in their heart. And because it wasn't on the inside, they couldn't keep them. And you know, uh, knowledge of right and wrong isn't enough to keep you from doing right or wrong. And so the Lord is speaking here, and he said, there's coming a day when I'm going to take out of you the heart of stone, and I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. Um, in the, um, I think it's in um, Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 9, it's talking about the heart of man. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? Uh, I think that um, you and I many times have had something come out of us that shocked us. I have. Because, and we'll go, I didn't know that was in me. You know, some kind of circumstance created an atmosphere where you reacted in a way that afterwards you were ashamed 
and uh, because we don't know what's in our hearts. And this is why the Holy Ghost has to rule and reign in our hearts. Uh, in the New Testament, Mark chapter 7, verse 21, it says, Out of the heart uh, comes evil thoughts, murder, wickedness, adulteries, covetousness, deceit, pride. And that's just a partial list of what comes out of the heart when you don't have God's heart, when you have that heart of stone. And so um, in the New Testament, the Bible says this, that the disciples didn't understand, they did not comprehend the miracle of the five loaves and the two fishes where I think the Lord fed around 20,000 people with women and children. It said that they did not understand what God did because their hearts were hardened through unbelief. So I want to dwell here for a minute because unbelief is really the root of every sin. And unbelief will make, it'll take your heart that has believed in God and if it gets in there, it'll turn it to stone. When I was a boy, we lived um, close to the ocean and every once in a while we would come across um, petrified wood. And it literally had, it was rock hard. And over time, the process of time and the elements of nature had hardened that thing. And there's lots of Christians that when they, see when, when you get saved, we talk about this, what do we say happens? I gave my heart to the Lord. What, what does that mean? It means I gave him my heart of stone and he gave me his heart of flesh. Israel couldn't keep God's commandments because they, they had unbelief. That's what the Old Testament talks about, even the New Testament. And the Lord said that, that you know, you have tested me these 10 times. And every time they turned around, they're seeing a miracle, but they couldn't, they couldn't get a hold of the things of God because of unbelief. In Romans, the fourth chapter, I think it's verse 20, talks about Abraham, who's the father of faith. And it says this about him. It says, he staggered not through the spirit of unbelief. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. You know what um, unbelief does? It'll make you walk like a drunk man. It makes you lose your balance. It, it'll get you off path. And this is why um, this is, there's, there's a lot of people who profess to be Christians but they can't walk it, they can't walk it out because it's not here, it's here. And uh, this is probably my biggest contention with modern churches today and seeker-friendly churches is because they offer people an experience of rehabilitation instead of creation. 
when you mean pastor, I mean that the old man is never crucified. They just teach him to basically how to rehabilitate. Well, if you don't get rid of the old man, I don't care how much you change your behavior, you still got a heart of stone. And this is why the Lord, and this is what the Lord said. He said, after I give you, he said, I'm going to give you a new heart, a new spirit. He said, I'm going to take out of you your stony heart. I'm going to give you a heart of flesh. And he says, uh, then you can walk in my statues. And then you'll keep my judgments and do them. The Lord changed the way that he dealt with men. When he left the dispensation of law, this is what Jesus did. Jesus was born in the dispensation of law, but he fulfilled it. And then he shifted with Calvary and resurrection into the dispensation of grace. Having the heart, having the heart of flesh, the heart of God, uh, it doesn't mean that you won't ever sin. But it means that you'll walk in victory. My little children, I write unto you that you sin not. But if any man sin, then we have an advocate with a father who is faithful and just to forgive us. And having the heart of God, this, this is what, with, let's go back to King David for a moment. The Bible says that, when it speaks of David, it says, David was perfect and upright before God in all of his ways, save for the sin of Uriah the Hittite. Number one, that's pretty, uh, it's a pretty great tribute from God to David, that in his whole life he was upright before God, except he really messed up. But this one moment defined the rest of his life. And it, it, David's heart, the Bible says in a time when kings were supposed to be in battle, David stayed home and he's walking on the balcony. Anytime, boy, I feel this in the spirit, anytime you allow the devil to put you someplace where you ain't supposed to be, then you are ripe for failure. And if he would have been on the battlefield, he wouldn't have seen Bathsheba baby. If he'd have been where he was supposed to be, then the enemy would not have the occasion to cause him to fall into sin. <clears throat> and over time, David, evidently he quit praying, he quit singing to the Lord because his heart was so hard. Remember I read you the scripture that out of the heart comes adultery, an evil heart comes adultery. A stony heart's an evil heart because it can't walk in the things of God. And David had allowed himself to get to a place to where he could look at her, know she's married, still have a, an adulterous encounter with her and not be convicted. In fact, it got worse. He kills her husband. It takes the prophetic word of the Lord uh, I think it's Jeremiah, he says, is not my word like a hammer? It takes a hammer to break something hard. It wasn't until the prophet, I believe Nathan, came to David and hit his heart with a prophetic word of God that broke the heart of stone 
And David repents, and in repentance, God puts back in him the heart of God. Because I think it's in Acts, it talks about, it says that David was a man after my own heart, that God sought for a man after his own heart. David ended with God's heart, but the process of allowing his heart to become hardened. And uh, I, I made this statement early in this podcast that the root of all sin is unbelief. And you say, Pastor, what does that mean? If an individual, let's say they're going to rob a bank, but somebody comes to them and says that there are cops that know, the police know what you're getting ready to do, and if you do this, there's no doubt about it, you're going to spend the next 25 years in prison for bank robbery. If they really believed that three days after they robbed the bank, they're not going to get to spend the money, and they're going to spend 25 years in prison, they wouldn't commit the crime because they believe their consequences. Most people who live outside the laws of God don't believe that there's actually going to be consequences for what they do. Somehow they believe, well, I'm still going to heaven or it's going to work out. <clears throat> and uh, when, when you read the New Testament, the Bible says this, there are two times that Jesus marveled. Number one, I'm thinking, if you're impressing Jesus, it's pretty amazing. The Bible said that Cornelius, or the, or the centurion, that Jesus marveled at his faith. There's one other place in the scripture that says this, that Jesus marveled at people's unbelief. It was just astounding to him that they could still walk in unbelief with what God had done. Um, in the hours that you and I are in, if there ever was a time that we need to have the heart of God, it's in this hour. This is what David prayed when he re when 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 the hammer of the word of the Lord that came out of the mouth of the prophet hit him and broke that hard heart. He immediately begins to pray and he says, "Oh God, create within me a clean heart and give me a new spirit, a right spirit." It is so important that you don't allow the spirit of unbelief to get in you. Because I'm telling you that the spirit of unbelief will harden your heart. It'll take the heart of God and it'll petrify it. And when, when you have a hard heart, you can't believe anymore. Um, I think that's part of having a seared conscience is uh, uh, you just you can do things that don't bother you anymore Jesus in his minute when he defined why he was anointed one of the things he said was this 
to heal the broken hearted. And I, I believe that we're in a season where we're going to see God do some incredible things. Uh, <clears throat> that, but it's going to take people that God has put in them a new heart. And this is why the Lord, when he's speaking to Israel, he's saying there will come a day. Right now, Israel, and boy, we need to pray for him, what, what's happening in Israel and the Hamas and the war and all of that. But a good part of Israel uh, is atheistic or has no acceptance of Jesus as the Messiah. And the Lord said, but there is going to come a day where I'm going to take this heart of stone out of them. See, they can't believe in Jesus right now. Their hearts are hardened. But the Lord said, there will come a day when I'm going to take out of Israel the heart of stone and we'll put it in the heart of flesh. and then their heart will beat again. Uh, there's a song that talks about, tell your heart to beat again. And the great story behind it. But um, there's a, I think it was a man and uh, he's dying and finally his heart stopped and they did everything. I believe there, it was a heart operation and the surgeon had done everything and the heart still wouldn't beat when they tried to start it back. And finally, he bent down and he whispered in their ear and they said, tell your heart to beat again. And miraculously, that heart started beating again. I want to encourage you, there are so many of you that you're in places of the impossible. What's happening is unbeliefs trying to harden your heart. And... When the heart's hardened, it can't beat anymore. Tell your heart to beat again. Tell your heart, in fact, let me say it this way, instead of telling your heart to beat again, tell your heart to believe again. Ask God, God give me the heart of flesh. Don't let me have a heart of stone. Don't let me be like the Israelites that just never could believe and wound up living in the wilderness and dying in unbelief. You and I, we have some place to go. We have some amazing things to accomplish, but it's only going to be done by faith. So let God encourage you. I pray that um, our lesson today has been an encouragement to you. Tell your heart to believe again. I'll see you next week. God bless you. For more information about Kent Christmas Ministries International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org.